1: to share some thoughts from the psalm 35 we read the opening verses of the 35th psalm a psalm of david plead my cause o lord with them that strive with me fight against them that fight against me take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for mine help draw it also the spear and stop the way against them that persecute me say unto my soul i am thy salvation Amen. We know that God will bless the reading of his word to our hearts. It is those words in the verse 3 I want you to think about today. I am thy salvation. This psalm was written by David. He was in a tight spot. He was facing problems. Enemies were rising up against him. He had been betrayed by his friends. People that he had helped had turned against him. And now his throne and his life were under threat. And in this situation, he had nowhere else to turn, but he sought the Lord. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. And it is a wonderful privilege that the Christian can pray and seek God for help in a time of extremity. But I want to talk to you about these words as they relate not so much to our natural and to our physical frailties, But I want us to think about these words as they relate to that which is most important, our souls. Because David wanted the Lord to say to him and to his soul, I am thy salvation. David recognised that the salvation of the soul was something that God alone could grant. And this was something that was absolutely and completely necessary. Therefore this psalm is a cry for salvation. And there is nothing more important for you and for me than to know that we are saved, that our souls are saved. Life will be successful if at the end we enter the heavenly kingdom, the souls saved forever. But our lives will be most tragic if we go to hell beyond death and we lose our souls. It is terrible to lose your wealth. It is awful to lose your health. And at the end of the day, we're going to lose our lives. But to lose our souls, that is the greatest tragedy of all. Especially when you have opportunity to come to Jesus Christ and know that your soul is saved. And you turn away from that opportunity. The most precious possession that any of us own is our souls. Because our bodies will die. And we will leave everything that we have behind. But the soul will live on. And it will live on in one of two places, in God's heaven or God's hell. The preciousness of the soul. Oh, that today each one of us could get a glimpse of this, get a vision of this. How precious our souls are. How important to know that our souls are saved. Let us think about the enemies which threaten our souls. David had enemies that threatened his physical well-being. But we have enemies which threaten our spiritual well-being. The first enemy that we face is sin. Now sin is natural. We are born sinners. We are born with the root of sin within. We have natural inclinations and desires to sin. We do not naturally desire holiness. We desire that which is sinful, that which is wrong, because we are all corrupt. And yet sin is pleasurable. It gives us excitement. It gives us a thrill. Sin is also tempting. Initially, it doesn't appear harmful, but it always finds us out. The Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. And yes, we may seem to get away with sin for a while, and we may hide it away, and we may have the pleasure, but ultimately there will be a price to pay. Others will find out. People will get hurt. People will be offended. We will be put to shame. Our health perhaps will suffer. Yes, sin always. Finds is out. Every sin you know is recorded in God's book. That's the most solemn thing of all. It is bad enough when people discover our sins, but God always discovers our sins and He writes it down. He records it in His book and it will be used against us in the day of judgment. The Bible ultimately says that sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. So sin is our first great enemy. The law of God is also an enemy, because we suffer from the curse of the law. And we need to be redeemed from that curse. We need to be set free from that curse. To be under the curse of the law means that we owe a debt to a creditor, a debt that we cannot afford to pay. There are certain laws in society, laws that we must abide by. And one of the laws is we pay our debts And when you get yourself into a situation where you owe money and you cannot keep up the payments and you cannot repay the debts, you're in a lot of trouble. And it is trouble that can deprive us of health and can deprive us of sleep. It's an awful position to be in, to have debt that we cannot afford to pay. Well, we owe God a debt and that debt is the keeping of that law. We need to keep God's law because we are his creatures, we are accountable to him. And the law demands that we will pay. And the law will cast us into prison until we have paid the last farthing. And we will never pay that debt. The only way by which that debt can be paid is by going to hell and suffering forever throughout eternity. The debt can only be paid through eternal suffering, through eternal punishment. We have no ability to pay this debt. You may attempt to pay it with your good works and with your religion and with trying to live a decent life. You can try all you like to pay that debt and it will never satisfy God because you can never remove the stain of sin. You know, we all break the law of God Indeed, in deed and word and character and thought and desires and lusts in our coveting and our jealousies in all kinds of ways, more ways than we recognise, we break the law of God. We are a sinful people and the law cries out for judgement. The other enemy that is arrayed against us is Satan. Satan wants to catch all of humanity in his snare. In paradise he allured Adam and Eve. He caught them in his trap and he caught all of humanity in his trap. The Psalm 91 talks about the evil one being the fowler who sets the snare. And in all kinds of ways, clever ways, devious ways, cunning ways, the devil is setting snares for men and women and perhaps he has set a snare for you. And you find yourselves caught in his trap. Some are snared by false religion. They have their gods and they have their idols and they have their ways of hope. And yet there's no absolute peace found in those ways. Some are caught in a trap of secularism. They are bluffed into thinking that there is no God, that they can live as they like and do as they like. And live according to their own thoughts and their own judgments and their own ideas. Some question the authority and credibility of the scripture. They say... The Bible is just a book of fairy tales. It has no relevance for us today. Some think their works are enough just to get them to heaven. In all kinds of ways, the devil is catching men and women in his snare and in his trap in order that they might be lost forever because the devil knows that he's lost, he's damned and he's doomed. He knows he's going to hell and he wants to take as many with him as possible. And then there is death. Death is another enemy that is arrayed against us. Let us view death as a person just for a moment, a terrible, a dark individual, an individual who is coming to seize these mortal bodies. He looks at the child, the teenager, he looks at the parent, he looks at the middle-aged man, he looks at the elderly person. He has no sympathy, he has no remorse, he is no respecter of persons. Billions have been seized by him. Of the eight billion on earth at this time, all will be captured by death at the last. Some will be captured in wars and in famines. Some will be captured as a result of accidents and tragedies. Some will be taken as a result of sudden illness. Others through lingering sicknesses. But he comes for us all. And then the last great enemy I want you to think about, the enemy of the soul, is hell. Hell's jaws are open to receive all the poor souls who are not saved, who never were saved. We are told in Isaiah 14 and 9 that hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. If David was in danger you're in danger from a more terrible foe and that foe is hell. And so that is the enemies who threaten the soul. But let's think finally about the Saviour who alone can deliver the soul. David cried to God for salvation. There is only one that can cancel our guilt. There is only one that can set us free from the demands of the law. There is only one that can vanquish Satan. There is only one who has overcome death and hell. And who is that one? It is Jesus Christ. There is only one who can deliver us from the curse. There is only one who can set us free to go to heaven. And that's Christ. Yes, we only can pay our debt in hell forever. But Christ paid the debt for us. And that is the only way by which we can be delivered from a creditor we have no ability to pay. Someone steps in, invests the money, helps us out. And that's what is needed. The Lord Jesus Christ invested in our souls with the shedding of his precious blood. He loved you and me so much that he went to that cross in order that we might be saved. The Bible says, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There is no other way of salvation except through Jesus Christ. And you can know that your soul is saved today. And you can simply bow your head and say to the Lord, I'm a sinner. I need to be saved. I thank you for Christ who died for me. And plagued with my guilt. Lord, save me and save me now that I might know peace with God. The Bible says, Jesus says, Him that cometh to me, I will never cast out. You come to the Lord today. He'll never cast you out and you will have peace with God. If you are concerned about some of the issues raised, you can contact me, you can send me a message. Please do so. Get in touch. And I pray that your soul will have peace with God today. I thank you so much for listening.
0: You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak. If we can be of any further spiritual help, or if you would like to receive some free gospel literature, we invite you to write to us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, Reverend Peter McIntyre, 13 Willand Crescent, Five Mile Town, County Tyrone, BT 75 OQL. That's Let the Bible Speak, Reverend Peter McIntyre, 13 Willand Crescent, Five Mile Town, County Tyrone, BT 75 OQL. You may hear Mr. McIntyre preach each Lord's Day here in Clocker Valley Free Presbyterian Church at 11.30am and 7pm. For further information, you may phone us at 028 8952 1611. 028 8952 1611. We assure you of a very warm welcome at all the services and look forward to having you visit with us. Thank you for listening today. May the Lord richly bless you, and don't forget to tune in on this same station at the same time next week, when once again we turn to the Scriptures and let the Bible speak.